Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 31st of August, 2022 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. First, an apology from me. I went away from Hong Kong for a bit, and I thought I'd set up the automatic publishing function. I did not, and my failure led to the podcast not publishing properly and your ears being deprived of some really great stories. I am sorry. I'll try and do better next time. But Hong Kong is filled with bright, talented young people. Today we have the first of our Student Story Slam winners from 2022. These students came from all over Hong Kong and signed up to be part of our yearly competition that showcases student stories from around Hong Kong. These students stepped up to the plate. They brought their A-game and they really knocked it out of the park. The theme this year was silver linings, and with all our students have had to endure in these past weeks, silver linings were definitely needed. Before we get to today's stories, though, huge hellos go out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners, and particularly our hardworking students. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. Greetings go out to listeners around the world today as well. We've been heard in just about every corner of this earth, and we love that you let our stories into your ears. We'll start today with our third place winner from the competition, Kristen, with her story about family. After that, we'll hear a story from Rex about the silver lining in the pandemic. Our next show has just been booked. Gina will be leading our storytellers on Wednesday the 28th of September in a show with the theme of Oopsie. This show will take place at the Aftermath Bar in Central and tickets are already on sale on Eventbrite or through the link on our website, hongkongstories.com. If you'd like to find out more about our annual storytelling event for students, you can check out our website at hongkongstories.com. Now here is our third place winner of the annual Student Story Slam in 2022, Kristen. A hundred and thirty-six, a hundred and thirty-eight, a hundred and forty. Looking at the abnormal heart rhythm of my grandmother on the hospital monitor just made me want to cry. Sometimes I really wish that her condition could have gone better. But that never happened. It just got worse. Her breathing was more intense, despite the fact that she was already using a ventilator. At this point, nothing could be done to cure my grandmother's severe sickness. All I could do was just pray to God for a miracle to happen. Let me provide you with a little bit of fact information about my grandmother. She isn't just a precious family member of mine. Well, she is. Or solely my grandmother. She is my friend. My bestest friend which last time I checked is a word on the Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Whenever I go back to my grandparents' house, I could still picture my grandmother sitting on a chair and explaining how remorseful she feels for not being able to fulfill her lifelong desire of becoming a teacher. I could hear her express her vague memory of her miserable childhood and how she was forced to become a seamstress making her hands bleed profusely due to the late-night sessions of sewing. 
Regardless, she still focused on providing the best she can for her children by providing food to eat and a roof to live under for them. I wonder how it's possible to be as selfless as my grandmother. Not only was my grandmother the best parent, but she was also the best grandparent imaginable. Whenever I had any achievements, no matter big or small, she was always the first person to congratulate me. I remember one time when she acknowledged that I won an award at school for winning a penmanship competition. She was so happy for me, and she gave me candy. Now thinking back, it must have been so relieving to know that your grandchild has accomplished something so incredible. But my grandmother would double her feelings just to make me feel even more accomplished. Now I'm sure your parents and your grandparents have taught you many things in life, including my mom always saying, "You can only be rich if you're a doctor." Well, my grandmother has also done that too, in some ways that has nothing to involve with my future career. She has taught me, interestingly enough, how to make these origami objects simply out of a piece of newspaper: chairs, tables, balloons, boats. You name it, she has taught me how to fold them. Except I'm not sure if I still remember how to make them. Nevertheless. She has shaped me into the type of person I am today. She has taught me to be grateful for everything that I have, as it is not inevitable. Something to wear, something to eat, somewhere to live—these are all things that I could never imagine that someone cannot have. But she has made me realize that I should be cherished for everything that I own. Of course, it's devastating to know that someone that has been with me my whole life is all of a sudden gone. But at least she is free from the agony of being sick, and she's no longer suffering. And besides, I'm sure she wouldn't want me to feel upset about her, which makes me remember the last proper conversation I've ever had with my grandmother before she got into a critical situation. She said with all her might, even though her voice was so dry and feels like ripping apart, that she wanted to go home. It was a goal, simple yet difficult to achieve. But if I had one last chance to talk to her, I would tell her that she is at home now. She's in heaven, and she's in God's hands, sleeping safe and sound. Thank you. You see, our students are incredible, talented, and articulate. Kristen was awarded the third place prize in 2022. We couldn't be prouder of our students' storytellers. They continue to surprise and delight. The next story is from another student from 2022. Here is Rex. Two years ago, disaster struck, and COVID-19 appeared. And it completely changed my life, and turned my life upside down. All of, all of a sudden, I was no longer able to go back to school and see my good friends, cheeky smiles, and I could no longer make silly jokes with my acquaintances. 
I could no longer go to sports centers and play exhilarating games with those I care about. And having a party with friends and family was definitely out of the question. And during the virus, all I did was stay at home and laze around doing nothing productive. And I stared at the lifeless and cold computer screen having online lessons. And I basically stayed at home all day and played video games. During the first few weeks, I was struck with a plethora of emotions. I felt a bit alone since I could no longer see my friends. And I also felt a bit angry knowing that the virus will ruin the last few years of my secondary school life. And I also felt a bit depressed knowing that the virus had killed millions of people and will ruin thousands of families. But one day, I received a call from one of my good friends, Michael, and he was trying to check in and trying and he wanted to see what I've been doing these few weeks. And I told him the truth, that I've been procrastinating. And he then asked if I wanted to read a book. He said, do you want to read this awesome Chinese book? It's called The Eagle Warrior. It's a great book for you to improve your Chinese, which you really need to start to do now. And have you also been exercising? You've always complained about having no time to exercise due to heavy schoolwork. But now you have a lot of time since lessons are so short. And I told him, well, I'm more interested interested in doing nothing because I'm lazy. (laughs) So he paused for a moment and he seemed a bit frustrated. But there is so much time now. You have so much time to do the things that you've always wanted to do. And you can now improve your Chinese proficiency, which takes countless of hours. You must start to do something productive now. If you don't start, you'll regret it soon. So I hung up because I didn't want to hear him ramble on about what he wanted to say. But his words echoed inside my head. He did make a point. And then I saw a number on my report card, 147. This wasn't the amount of marks I was awarded in the exam. This was my ranking in Chinese, which wasn't very great because there was only 160 students in the form. (laughs) So I decided to, I decided that he was absolutely correct. And I definitely needed to do something today because Chinese wasn't just a core subject in the HKDSEs. I knew that if I could improve myself in the language, I'd, be also, I'd also be able to better express my feelings to others. So I made a promise to myself to start reading one single book every day. And I also tried to fit a workout routine every day in the morning before online lessons. At first, it was a bit hard because I had a hard time kicking my old habits. It was as if there was a voice inside my head telling me to start a brand new adventure in the virtual world. But nevertheless, I kept in mind what's important and continued to exercise or study. And at the end of the term, 
I lost quite a bit of weight and I'd also improved my Chinese rank to a 19th. Every cloud has a silver lining and the pandemic is not an exception. We should try to make the best of the, out of the pandemic and improve ourselves for the better because the pandemic provides us with time to do what would have been otherwise impossible. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.